This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. Welcome to my friend's erotic stories podcast, Reddit's Best Erotica, where we listen to the best erotica from our friends online. Relax as you spice up your day-to-day lives with a little bit of naughtiness. And our girl of the story, Katarina Soria. Her Instagram is linked below. Check her out while listening to today's story. Today, we would visit our friends from our slash erotica author, deleting soon 666, tells us a story about a poker game that every man dreams about. Sit back and enjoy the story. This is our friend's erotic story. The next story is posted by user deleting soon 666 from r slash erotica. The title of this post is Alice's Poker Gangbang Part 3. Sit back and enjoy the story. All four men sit quietly while Alice walks towards the stairs and ascends, their eyes never leaving her ass. They hear her reach the top, the door open, and then close again. Michael speaks first, with a simple, wow. Matt, unable to contain his excitement, bursts in, holy fuck, dude, spill it. Clark nods and chimes in, yeah, what the actual fuck? Drew smiles smugly, yeah, you guys like her. I've had my eyes on her for a while, at work. I thought she'd be perfect for this, and so far, I've been right. Are you fucking her? Matt asks bluntly. Whoa, chill. Drew responds, not that it's any of your business. But no, I'm not. Tonight is the first time I've seen her outside of a work situation. If you don't fuck her, I'm going to try, continues Matt. That bitch is smoking hot. Jeez, Matt. Grow the fuck up. Michael rolls his eyes. At least, call her a woman. Matt groans. Fine. That woman, he says emphasizing the word, is smoking hot. And I'm going to try and fuck her. Ha, good luck with that. Not sure Drew's going to like that, says Clark. With that, all eyes turn to Drew, calmly sitting at the table, bemused. I mean, this is what we've talked about right? All these poker nights, where we talk a big game about how lame our lives are and what we do with a pretty young thing. Well, I've delivered, Drew laughs. So yeah, I'm going to take my shot. He looks around the table, but if a chance for more than just me arises, well, I'll cross swords with any of you gentlemen for a chance at that. Clark spits out his drink laughing. Michael's face scrunches up. Hard pass on crossing swords. Scoffs Matt. Drew shrugs, suit yourselves. You can enjoy the show. He pauses, looking at each friend around the table sternly. But she's mine. Anything I say goes, as final. You guys can flirt, touch, whatever, but she's mine. The three nod in agreement, though Matt seems less than convinced. The sound of footsteps approaching silenced them in an instant. Alice opens the door returning with a wooden cutting board laden with cheeses, crackers, grapes, and a variety of charcuterie meats. Clark pushes back from the table, making room for Alice to step forward with the board. Bon appetit. She places it on the poker table, turns on her heel, heading back to behind the bar. As the four men quickly dig into the charcuterie. Actually, Alice, why don't you stay and watch our game? Drew gets up from his seat and pulls up another chair. Of course, sir. She takes the chair and is about to place it next to Drew's. However, Matt interrupts. No, no, you know what? Let's make things interesting. Why should you sit next to him? 
I say we make another little bet to decide where you sit at the table. Drew looks at her, studying her reaction, but again she just replies with a thin smile and shrugs. Okay, fine, Drew says for the group. What's your proposed bet? Matt looks around the room, caught now in needing to find something silly to bet on, ideally something he'll win. He looks up at the wall of TVs, where there are currently three different games on. How about next basket? He says, pointing to the basketball game, coming back from commercial break. Me and Clark have Brooklyn. You and Michael have Boston. She sits between the two winners. Michael pipes up, who has the ball out of the timeout. No clue, laughs Matt. That's the fun of it. With little time to decide, the group all shrugs. Fine, it's on, Drew replies, locking in the bet. In a surprise to no one, though it may have been coincidence, the teams broke the huddle and it was the Brooklyn Nets ball. Shocker, laments Michael sarcastically. Matt just grins and we all watch the Nets inbound and make quick work of scoring on a high pick and pop by Durant. Matt makes a show of standing up and walking over to the new chair and pulling it away from Drew to put between him and Clark. Make room, Clark. We have a new guest to accommodate. He laughs. Alice breathes out a small laugh at the stupidity of boys but walks to her new spot setting the chair between the two men. Once she is seated, the poker game finally begins in earnest. Michael, having won the first deal of the night gets things started with a game of seven-card stud. The banter is light, and the cards are cold for the first 15 minutes or so as the deal goes around the table to times with little action. Texas Hold'em is called by Clark, and the cards are dealt to each player face down. Drew takes a peek at his hand and can't believe his luck. Pair of aces, a monster starting hand so early in the evening and on the big blind no less. Drew looks around the table trying to study his opponents. None of them are world-class poker players, but they mostly keep straight faces. Of course this same crew has been playing together for so long. Their betting patterns and thinking process are pretty well known. Even if there are no obvious tells, Michael calls the $2 blind, while Clark folds disgustedly. Can't even deal myself a starting hand, he mutters. Matt studies his cards before showing them to Alice beside him. She shrugs, looking at him. I told you I know nothing about poker, she whispers, but Matt ignores her. He boldly reaches down, gripping her thigh with his right hand and rubs her leg while he makes a decision. The table's collective attention is now on Matt's right hand which is pushing into Alice's young flesh at her hemline. Alice's face flushes. She really doesn't like Matt. His crudeness, sense of entitlement, immaturity is inappropriate for someone in his late 30s. But she'd also be lying if she isn't attracted to him. Despite being overly confident, his striking blue eyes and graying blonde hair almost makes up for it. A small, low moan escapes her soft, pink lips. Matt smiles, hearing Alice. Will raise. To $20. I like what's in my hand. He teases, giving Alice another squeeze. Matt's raise plays perfectly to Drew, who hoped his big hand would get some action. Nothing worse than a pair of aces, and nobody bites. Drew looks again at his hand, and with a measured calm response reaches for his chips. Ray raise to $40. This is enough of a bet this early in the game to get the attention of the table. A few oohs are elicited, and everyone moves up in their seat and is paying attention now to the hand. These games are low stakes. More for the trash talking and swapping of lunch money and the idea of betting one-fifth of a stack before even seeing a flop excites the group. Except for Michael, who sits quietly examining his hand for a moment. I'm, I'm all in, 
Michael announces. The table goes wild, except for Alice, as per usual. Alice studies him. He has been a little shy with her, but his kind blue eyes show warmth. But obvious from his looks, life hasn't been too kind to him in return. His hair is thin due to age, and what is left is turning gray. And his once fit body is now larger, with a pronounced beer belly. Clark, having folded early, and out of the mess is the most amused. Holy shit, Michael. You're trying to leave early. Matt scoffs, bullshit. He draws out. You're so full of shit. He pauses and looks at his hand again, but good timing on the bluff. We fold, he says tossing his cards down in disgust in front of him. He looks over at Drew. I still bet I have the best hand, but it's not worth it yet. I'm good sitting here, which he emphasizes by scooting over in his chair slightly. So his pant-covered thighs brush up and rest against Alice's legs, his hand still on her thigh. Drew sits shaking his head, the action on him. Michael, I'm sorry, but I have to call. He tosses a chip from the top of his stack into the middle of the table confirming the move. Maybe we have the same hand, but there is no way I can fold this. Since both men are all in and all others are out, Drew goes ahead and tosses his pair of aces face up on the table for the hand to play out. Fuck, groans Michael, flipping his cards face up as well. To Kings, what are the fucking chances? About 0.3% says Clark. Fucking nerd, laughs Matt. I'm glad I folded. He looks over at Alice, who looks lost. Matt explains, Michael's fucked. Alice only replies with an O, not really invested in the game. Drew breathes a sigh of relief. The hand isn't over by any means, but he's in a dominant position. Michael can still win the hand if the cards that come up include another king, but pretty much anything else favors Drew. Michael moans, deal the cards. Let's do this. Clark burns the top card from the deck and then quickly flips and places the next three cards in the middle of the table. King of spades, eight of spades, five of spades. Oh good lord, groans Drew. One of the two fucking cards I didn't want. Clark laughs heartily. Seeing his reaction, Alice glances at him who is sitting next to her. He has been quite reserved yet outgoing nonetheless, which piques Alice's curiosity even more. She guesses that he's a lot closer to her own age, though probably at least five years older than her nonetheless. He's much taller than her, and his body is visibly toned even through the gray sweater he's wearing. The softness of his brown hair and brown eyes complements his strong, chiseled jawline. Matt cackles loudly. This is getting juicy. Michael breathes a sigh of relief, but stays quiet and reserved. Burn in turn, accounts as Clark, killing another card and then turning over the fourth card face-up. Ace of spades. Clark and Matt can't stop giggling. Drew and Michael look at each other, smirking and share a shrug. This hand, Drew starts, is ridiculous, finishes Michael. Drew is winning the hand again with three aces, but with the board showing for spades, Michael's outs have increased significantly. At least the situation is simple now. Any spade, and they split the pot with a flush, and this is all for nothing. Any other card but one. And Drew wins. Last card, calls Clark, as he burns one more and flips over the river card. King of clubs. The table erupts. Drew's face actually turns down. It's just a little money, but he can't believe how hard he just got shafted by the poker gods. Matt stands up and starts dancing around like a fool, and Clark is laughing uncontrollably. Michael, for his part, grins widely, apologizes to Drew, and pulls in his chips. Now the clear leader with over $400 in front of him. Drew grimaces, boys, I'm actually tapped. 
I'm going to need to head up to my room to find some more cash to get back in the game. Unless you're willing to spot me on credit. I mean, he laughs. You do know where I live. Credit's good by me, says Michael quickly. Clark starts to speak, but Matt jumps in quickly. I'm good with credit, but... He grins mischievously. Any good creditor asks for collateral. He says this while nodding at Alice, his eyes scanning her dress. Drew looks towards Alice. Their eyes meet. Although she's being put on the spot, she is fine with it. But is he? Very well. He pauses, thinking. Alice's dress, off, for $100 credit. The men immediately bark yes, almost in unison. Alice is taken aback by the enthusiasm. Wow, okay. She mutters to herself and lifts up her hair as Drew slides the zipper down her back, revealing more of her the further down he goes, giving Alice the spotlight alone. Drew steps away from her and walks over to the chip box to get another $100. Still a little salty from his loss, Drew grumbles, enjoy, boys. She wriggles her body out of her dress, revealing the white lingerie she's wearing, contrasting with the black dress. The dark fabric now pools at her feet and she also decides to remove her socks and sneakers. She steps away from the pile of clothes and puts them on the table with the poker chips. Matt whistles and mock claps in appreciation. Damn, Alice, I knew you were cute, but wow. Michael continues to be quiet, but his eyes are glued to her body, taking it all in. He is especially drawn to her panties and the bush he can see through the mesh thong. All eyes are on Alice. She can't hide her figure behind her clothes now, but oddly, she feels bolder, sexier, and more confident in the white ensemble. Drew, with his back still to the group, smiles. Without turning, turn around Alice. Show them the whole outfit I picked, he says laughing. She turns around as instructed, revealing her back and her plump ass. The thong's white string devoured by her cheeks. Clark lets out a long breath. His eyes widen and his jaw is clenched tight. Oh God! Are we going to play cards, or what? Drew turns back to the table, a new stack of chips in his hand, and sits down. Alice follows to sit next to him, ignoring Matt's disapproval. The other three men try to regain focus, getting back to the game, but still stealing glances at Alice. She smiles to herself, secretly loving the attention she's getting, and it's actually turning her on. Drew puts a hand on her bare upper thighs, giving it a gentle squeeze. She lets out a small moan, shifting in her seat. The game resumes in small and medium pots change hands as the guys banter. Nobody cares about the game much anymore, and it's obvious why. Alice, who had never understood the game, grows bored and horny. She wants to be touched, but she knows they're not going to abandon the game that easily. She places one hand on Drew's thigh, sneaking slowly towards his cock. Drew's eyes flicker over to hers. She looks at him lustfully not saying a word. He pulls her body closer, and she drapes her soft thighs over his. Drew caresses her upper thigh again, and she slowly spreads her legs apart. Everyone's eyes are on them now. The game fully paused. Drew whispers in her ear, scoot back with me. She nods and he pushes his chair carefully back a foot, exposing Alice to the room. She instinctively tries to pull her legs closed a little, but Drew stops her. No, just like this. He says, gripping her outer thigh with his strong hands and keeping them apart. His cock hardens quickly and pushes up into her ass. She can feel it pulse against her as he flexes it. Okay, her voice pitches now a little higher and softer. Drew knows she's aroused. Good girl, he coos in her ear, 
He slowly moves his right hand from her thigh, over the top of her leg, and down towards her covered pussy. She was on display for all the men to see, especially to Matt, who has the closest view of the action. Oh for fuck's sake, stop the tease. We need to see her cunt, he practically yells. Drew can feel the heat radiating from her now, his hand obscuring the view. He turns in his chair, moving Alice with him to face Matt directly with her legs spread apart. This pussy, he asks, as his fingers grip the side of her thong and pull it to the side, revealing her slightly wet vagina. Matt leans forward, showing no modesty. Oh my god, it's fucking beautiful. The other two men lean forward too, trying to be cooler about it, but shifting in their seats. It's clear the room is full of for hard cocks. Drew, for his part, continues to play master of ceremonies, turning Alice and his body away from Matt and towards Michael. Alice, he rasped through a dry mouth. Tell us about your choice for such a wonderful bush. It's quite unique for a 23-year-old. No, I'm sure Michael would love to hear it. He adds, continuing to expose his plaything to his best friend. Michael, for his part, nods. Amazed he even heard a question. Well, her voice wavers, trying to speak through her arousal. I just like it that way. Drew's is pressing so hard now, against her ass. He's glad she's there to keep it hidden. He may even be leaking precum. Do you like it like this, Mike? I love it, gushes Michael. It's a beautiful he waits. It's a beautiful pussy. He blushes as he says the last word. Bet it's better than Rachel's. Right, Mike? Matt snickers, taking a jab at Michael, knowing it's a sore subject. Everyone ignores Matt's comment, and Drew continues, finally making the round now to Clark. He's staring at her pussy, watching the growing wetness like a hawk. Drew smiles at his reaction and drags a finger between her wet folds, making Alice let out a surprised ah. She isn't the only one who is surprised though. Drew is just as shocked. He didn't expect her to be this wet. Her juices are thick, slippery and transparent, and Clark is just ogling at the shiny liquid, muttering a string of curses to himself. Drew covers her now wet vagina back with the thong, not like it's going to change anything. He now unclasps Alice's bra, letting her breasts free. Alice is really proud of her own breasts, as she should be. She stretches her back, touching her bare, perky breasts, feeling the freedom. She closes her eyes and pinches her puffy areolas, then her pert nipples, moaning in the comfort of her own pleasure. For a split second she forgets that the four men are there, and as she opens her eyes again, she sees all four men have been watching her little solo performance. Alice looks at Drew, blushing. Sorry I got carried away, sir. I'm just... Oh, we all can see that. Drew interrupts. And for that, I think you need to be punished. A mix of fear, excitement and boldness can be seen on Alice's face. Yes, sir. Of course. Drew drags her, walking over to the couch. His hard cock is straining, pushing the front of his sweats out with a growing wet spot in the front. But he couldn't care less at this point. Come on now, he growls, gripping Alice by her neck quite firmly. Let's go. She yelps a little, but is clearly turned on by the switch flipped in Drew. Get on the couch, he commands, pushing her towards the plush cushioned furniture. As facing us, don't look back. Startled, yet very aroused, Alice squeaks. Yes, sir. She gets onto her knees on the couch, bending over, showing off her ass, the flimsy, white thong still in place. Drew takes a deep breath, turning to a drawer next to the couch, grabbing some lube and a variety of toys and accessories. Setting them on its surface Oh my god, look at that ass Remarks Michael That asshole, 
adds Matt. That thong ain't doing shit to hide that. Drew commands, Alice, take off your panties. Slowly, she doesn't say a word and just peels the thong off of her body, taking her time. Clark gasps as the thong exposes her ass, now completely naked. A strand of thick, transparent gruel ropes from her pussy to the mesh gusset of her panties as she peels them away. Good, praises Drew. He walks over towards Alice, reaching for the panties as they hit her knees, helping her maneuver out of them and pulling them off her legs. He holds them up, admiring them, and hands them to Michael. A souvenir for the night. For your big win, laughs Drew. Michael, unsure of what to say, mumbles an incoherent thanks and observes the slightly moistened mesh fabric in his hands before stuffing them into his pocket. So, Alice, says Drew firmly, you've been very naughty, and naughty girls deserve to be spanked. He grabs a pair of smooth, leather cuffs and restraints Alice's wrists. With her in position, his left hand slaps down on her left globe of flesh, and the sound of hand-meeting flesh cracks through the room. Alice yelps, wiggling on the couch, but much to the group's delight, stays in position, ready for more. Yes, sir, she moans out through gritted teeth. The three other men are closely watching the scene. Michael scrunches his face, feeling a little sorry for her. Matt's mouth is agape, silent, for the first time that evening, and Clark's face is stiff, his eyes darkening and eyebrows creasing together, breathing heavily. Drew rubs the reddening spot on her ass, soothing it, before quickly pulling his arm back and spanking her ass again. A little harder this time. The flesh of her ass ripples as his hand meets her skin. In quick succession, Drew rears his arm back and spanks Alice's ass in succession five times, and she manages to stay silent through it all. Save for a few soft moans here and there, done with his work, Drew stops. He approaches Alice who is still perched on the couch, holding her body in his arms, planting a kiss on the top of her head. Good girl. Th. Thank you, sir. She replies softly, leaning into his embrace. I think you deserve your treat now. That was one hot story from our friend. Make sure to listen to our episodes coming every few days. You can subscribe and go to our Patreon down in the description where you can listen to the episode uninterrupted by ads and a few new episodes for just $1. And for the first month only, I will do name mentions for my patrons on any tiers. It would help me do this every day. And for you to get alerted and not miss any of your friends' erotic stories, 